Good morning, everybody. Sorry about the delay there. I'm running into some technical problems just trying to get everything set up and working. My computer decided to stop to, to not talk to the encoder today, so that created a little extra drama. So I'm trying to get everything set up. Hopefully it is good to go. All right. So welcome to this Friday morning show of Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host. I'm not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who's gone through in a tr pretty tough experience. And over the course of the years, almost decade now that I've been going through this, I've developed some tips and techniques that uh, work for me to regain my sanity, get my life back, repair the relationship with my kids, and just start to get some distance from all this. I share that with you to hopefully help you do the same. Now, be careful whenever you're throwing diagnoses around because only a clinician in a, a licensed professional in a clinical environment can do that. Technically, even the, the YouTube and uh, TV doctors who like to go around and diagnosing people on, on their shows, that's not really cool. However, we can come up with some patterns of behavior that follow certain traits and then use that knowledge and how you and the information on how you deal with those people to help us. So that part's important. If you want to get text notified of the show when it goes live, just text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. You can find that on I forgot to hit record. Forgot find that on the uh, video description as well. And uh, the phone lines, if everything hasn't e eaten itself, will be open and you can dial into the show at 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. Oh, and for international people, there is a web interface that uh, does not use standard calling rates. It just uses a web a website and you can do that and the links are in the show notes and description on that. Okay, jeez, what a weird morning. So, last thing, if you're new to the channel and you haven't subscribed, please consider hitting that subscribe button, ring the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. All right, so, man, just so, just to starting this thing up, my computer decided, nah, you know, you, you don't need you don't need video, you you don't need video. <laughs> so I go to turn it on and I'm like, uh, where's my camera? The camera's not there, so I had to do some quick troubleshooting, and I guess in my in my mistake, I forgot to hit record on the podcast, so I'll have to pull it off the video. It's just problem solving, figuring out ways to f uh, work around issues. But before I jump into, to, well, actually, before I, I guess, jump into everything, uh, just want to say to everybody who's out there, how many people we got out there? So this is the, this is the small, early crowd. It's Debbie's birthday today. I'll let her say, you know, well, I guess I'll just throw it out there. She's the big 5-0. We both turned 50 this uh, in 2020. And uh, I was earlier in August, and today is her day. So I took today off. She took today off. So not from the show. Uh, we'll do that and then um, have, try to have as best of a COVID birthday that we possibly can, which means Zoom parties and stuff like that. But we got it figured out, I think. So if you guys could 
wish her, send her some well wishes. That would be good. Um, anyways, oh my gosh, what a weird morning. So on that, I, how you guys doing? We made it through another week. What a weird week. This has been kind of a bizarre thing. Uh, California still with it burning to the ground has just been, uh, been tough with the, uh, with the old weather and the air quality. So that's been wreaking havoc. Uh, I think the fires that are still going on in my area on the other side of the little valley are still going, but I'll be glad when this season is, when this fire season is over. So I had a friend of mine, not a friend of mine up uh, on my other channel on the camping channel. Somebody was going to go to one of the areas I went to and uh, they posted back saying it was their reservations were canceled because of all the fires. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Anyways, let's see. Oh, I see everybody giving Debbie well wishes. So thank you guys. Appreciate that. Now I, now I gotta, now I gotta figure out, (laughs) you know, when everything just takes a, a, a little bit of a doesn't go the way you think and you have to think on your feet is kind of tough, which you know what? Let's make that the topic for today. Let's talk about, let's talk about how, how, how you have to be adaptable and switch things around whenever, uh, whenever you are, when we're going through this situation, because it's like nothing tends to go the way that we expect it to go. I'll, I'll tell you that uh, for me, I had an idea how it was going to go when I was, when I was, uh, realizing that the marriage was over and that things were going to change. I'm like, all right, well, this sucks, but you know, I, I mean, I've been with this person for 20 years. We obviously care about each other. This, this'll be civil and reasonable. <laughs> I'm going to, I want to just ask for the people who are, who are here live. Or hell, even for the people who are on the replay. How many people thought when they started this that it was going to be like that? It's like, all right, you know what? This will be civil. This is not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like you opened a portal of hell. How many people thought that, all right, we're going to be able to, we'll we'll be all right. We'll be able to co-parent. We'll be able to put the kids first. We won't play any stupid games. We'll be that, that model that model, uh, good, good separation slash divorce, and it'll all be good. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I did. Oh boy, did I, I, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I was like, I had this vision. I was like, yeah, you know what? All right. Okay. You know, I didn't understand MPD. I didn't understand all that stuff. I just figured, all right, well, you know, relationships, we went, one of us went left, the other one went right. Shit happens. Not a big deal. We're mature individuals. You know, this isn't going to be completely stupid. I just assumed that all the shenanigans that were going on was just an indicator that I, this is actually what I thought is I figured, okay. She doesn't really want to be with me. She really wants to be with someone else. She had, she didn't cheat as far as I know. So I don't, and that's actually not her cup of tea. So I doubt that she did. 
anyways, so I just, uh, um, I'm like, all right, okay. You know, this is dead. I can't leave, live like this anymore. And I need a, I need, I need, I just need an opportunity to not live under total chaos. But I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was more like, well, I guess in some ways I was kind of right. Right. Because I was like, all right, so she's trying to torpedo this relationship. And I just assumed from all the put downs and all the crap from 20 years of marriage that that had to be it. It had to be that, well, I never really was into you. So, you know, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be the bad guy to, to torpedo the marriage. So, so I figured, okay, I'll press the button. I'll do it. (laughs) Oh my God. It was like, (laughs) like one of those nuclear explosions, you know, and then the shock wave is just coming. And I'm like, wow, well, that's kind of weird. I wonder what that, oh, you know, then it hits you and and you go flying back and you're like, oh my God, what the hell was that? And then it was like right after that, after that explosion went off, it was like the freaking, whatever, the A-10 warthog freaking doing scraping runs over you. It's like, oh my God. I remember, I remember starting this out Mourning the loss of the relationship, mourning the loss of the marriage, you know, just being sad. And after that first explosion and the first couple of jets went by, I was like, holy crap, I don't have time to sit here and lick my wounds. I got to get in defensive mode and take some cover because if I don't, I'm going to get mowed down. I remember thinking that. And then it just got more and more interesting. Every day was like a new little, a new little, a new little surprise. It was like watching, not watching. It was like being a part of your own horror movie. Man, it was a, it was not a fun experience. So, as you're sitting there going, well, what does that have to do? <laughs> say? What does that have to do with? Uh, Things not going, you know, not going right and happen to adapt. Well, that's it. I was like, I had to, in real time, we all, every one of you have to, in real time, go, oh my God, this is absolutely not what I expected. Then it's like, oh my God, this person I would have done anything for in the world will do anything they can in the world to destroy you to get what they want. Hard realization, hard, hard, uh, hard. I mean, for the people who are still going through it, it's a, it's rough, but I hope that you can look at this and you can see a knucklehead on your screen and go, all right. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened to me. But now look at him. This is, this is the thing is, is, is it, it feels like when you're there that there's nothing that can get better. It feels like it feels like that pain and those emotions are just going to be there forever that you'll never get over it. You know, as soon as you realize that, uh, as soon as you realize the, uh, the other person isn't going to change and this is kind of your life, it's really devastating. It feels like you're just like, holy crap, there, there's no, there's no way out of this. But let me tell you, there is. 
you figure out who they are, you build up your defenses, you build up, you know, I hate to say walls because there's so much bad connotation with, you know, you know, putting up a wall and keeping people. I'm not talking about the political stuff. I'm talking about even on the emotional side, the idea of, you know, building walls to keep people out and keep yourself safe seems bad. But in this situation, we do have to. And the the building of those walls is really means building your own emotional intelligence, uh, healing from past wounds, building better emotional boundaries so that you, you, you know who you are, you know what you're willing to accept into your life and you cut out people who are toxic and, and don't really deserve a spot in your life. That's what I'm talking about. That's how things change. You, you learn to, to work around these people to minimize and mitigate the damage they're causing and get your life back. Now, as I've said in the past, it's not the life that you were expecting. It's not the direction you were expecting. It, you know, if you had that plan, and this was really hard for me because I'm one of those people, I've mentioned this before, to where I, I go down a path and I get fixated, or tunnel vision, I guess, what you could say, on going that direction. This is the way I'm going. This is how it's supposed to go. This is what I'm going to do. And whenever it doesn't go that way, it's hard for me. It's getting easier now, but it was, it was definitely hard for me to say, okay, that's not the path anymore. I have to take a break. I have to relook at everything, reevaluate my life. And then at one point I realized, I'm like, hey, this is kind of cool because I get to kind of, I can't switch my jobs yet because of all the ancillary stuff. But, you know, I mean, I can decide the direction I'm going to go. I can decide the person I want to be, the people I want to hang around with, where I, what my whole new direction is. It's all based on what I want to do. And that was actually very liberating. It didn't feel like it at the time. I didn't see that benefit. You know, I just felt all the pain, but I do now, and you will too. All right, let me see what's going on in the comments. We've got a handful of people here today. The phone lines are, are, are in theory open. <laughs> I'll, well, if somebody does call in, we'll have to, we'll have to test that part out. But the uh, phone number is one four two four three seven three five four eight three. All right, let me see. I want to see where people were saying where if, if it was them. Let me scroll back. I'm scrolling back because uh, I know I saw some people. Let's see. I think I went too far. So John has said, Dwayne, sorry, I don't agree. A woman plus phone equals cheating if they're a covert narc. Um, maybe. You know what? I, uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that, well, you know what? I'm not going to go into the, to the gory, uh, interesting details. But there were certain, I'm just going to say, there's certain things that from shortly after I got married, the ex just was not interested in at all. I'll just let you guys, you know, maybe there were three or four times where they were interested. <laughs> and for anybody who lived like that, that is not a good way to live. So uh, Will says, I thought we would split and go our separate ways. Instead, after the discard, she started harassing me, threatening me, and even following me 
if we would see each other on the road. Uh, yeah, I mean, isn't it weird how you, you go through this and, and you have this expectation of how things are going to go? And then it's like the opposite, not the opposite happens, but something different happens. And it's weird because you try to make your, the hard part with this is you try to make your peace and then they do this other stuff to where you're like, you're like, what, 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 you know, it makes no sense. I mean, you think, you know, you, you think that, that, uh, you understand, this is what happened with me. Every time I thought I understood what was going on something bizarre would happen. It was like, oh, okay, so this is the situation. And it would be like, out of left field, you know, whack, whoa, okay, well, didn't expect that, didn't see that coming. But the really weird part about it, and, and, and maybe a lot of you guys have seen, seen this as well, is I had a few people who, actually it was my, my, my brother-in-law, or step, step-brother-in-law, so it was her step-brother, and they had been... You know, I mean, I, I don't remember what age they all, you know, that family came together. But uh, the dude basically said, you know, dude, the entire time I've known her, she has been, I'm going to say this, batshit crazy. So the best thing that could happen to you is if she would just leave without the kids and go someplace else, you know, go back, back to the, you know, back over to where she wanted to go. I said, that's probably not, he was like, and that's probably not going to happen. So, you know, just hold on. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And I remember when he said that, I was just like, I was just like, what? I'm like, no. Oh my God. Oh my God. He, he so had that spot on. He even actually predicted the whole, uh, her walking away from the house thing. And he's like, you know, that side of the family is, you know, she wants extra money. Just expect her to stop paying the house, to walk away from it, to just, just do everything to destroy your credit. And I was just like, no, why would you? I, I was, it was, it was weird, right? Because now looking back to it, it's so apparent what I was dealing with and what was going to happen. But uh, it, I, I, I just wasn't at the point in, in this whole process that I could accept it that I would even, that I even believed it. I had to prove to myself that over and over again, uh, to, uh, that it was real. And every time it happened, it was not fun. Let's see here. I see, oh, Debbie said, uh, to, you can call in using the web interface and then not pay the call. Rate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me just, um, how can I do this? How can I, the, uh, the, it should be, see, I don't want to click on the video because, uh, well, you know, let me, let me do, okay, let me try to do this. This might be a mistake. So I'm going to, all right, so I'm going to pause that so we don't hear that. If you, I'm going to have to turn off the, the side chat. I forgot to do that this morning too, because I've just been behind the power curve. Okay. If you scroll down, oh, hopefully it's here. Yeah, right here. So you got the phone to call into the show, dial blah, 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 one four two four three seven three five four eight three. But right down here, international calling, use this for free calling. Just click on this. It's callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD that says live. That link should work. And that just gives you basically a kind of like a Skype interface directly into the call-in system that I'm using. So if for people outside of the United States, who are like, man, I do not want to pay, you know, $80 or however much it would be to call in. 
Uh, you use that and it'll bypass that. There'll be a little bit more of a delay, I think, but um, it apps it does does work. Let me flip that back out. Hopefully that was helpful. Let me now. Let me just put this, get this back to uh, to where I need all my all my stuff to be. So let me let's see what else is going on in the comments. Uh, oh, see this. Okay, I'm gonna grab this. Jack says, X said to me at the start of the divorce, quote, let the games begin. See, and you know the really weird part about it is, is these people, hashtag these people, t- tell us exactly what they're gonna do. They it's really bizarre because they don't generally uh hi, I mean re- they don't really hide what they're going to do. You know, it's like, and it's bizarre because I think sometimes we we get in this mode to where we don't really believe it. It's like they tell us who they are and then we don't, we're like, no, no, it's not going to be like that. You know, I mean, I know that's the way I was feeling. I'm like, man, two decades, two decades with somebody, almost half our lives. We've been together. We've been through so much, you know, I see. I remember it's so funny, right? It's like they'll say stuff like "let the games begin." I tell mine. It's like, look, I don't want to hate you. I, I, you know, I mean, let's just okay. We're at a point. Let's do this civilly, and you know, maintain a decent relationship. That was probably one of my other mistakes. Is I said, "Hey, let's do this and have it be friendly, and it'll be great." And it was like, nope. Really? Oh, that's what you want? Well, let me show you, mister. I remember one point, um, I'm trying to remember how, because I was, I was just, it, it, back in that, in that early part of it, I was like, you know, hey, uh, I'm not, won't leave you hanging. I mean, this is, I mean, we'll, we'll make this work. I mean, I was holding out hope that, that, that what I was expect or not expecting, but what I was thinking was happening would not, um, would not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wasn't real. Right. So I kept coming back to the trough or, you know, I kept coming back to the hot pan and it's like, maybe this time, maybe this time it won't burn me. I know it's glowing red hot, but, but maybe that's just a visual effect. Um, anyways, holy cow. All right, I'm going to look through here a little bit more, and I see a caller is coming in, so I'll grab that in a second. Let's see. Oh, DC says, I was. I remember looking into a collaborative divorce. I was disillusioned. Oh, my God, so was I. Let's see. All right, I'm just scrolling through there. Oh, I see Debbie's posting some comments, so let me see what I'm missing. Oh, I don't. Where did Shane say this? I want to pull this up on the on the screen. Where? Oh, where? Where? Yeah, there it is. So Shane said, Dwayne, in the beginning, I asked my ex what she wanted in the divorce, and she said, "quote The mother usually gets the house, the kids, and the car." I knew it was going to be a fight from day one. Mine was what what she kept saying to me is, "Well, I want everything I'm entitled to." I'm like, what? What do you mean? I want everything I'm entitled to. Okay, well, what do you want? Everything I'm entitled to. <laughs> I'm like, what the, what? 
I used to, you know, what's funny is, is the word entitled used to trigger me back in the day, just saying that like now I'm laughing at it or if someone else said, I mean, if something said something talking about an entitlement, it just would, I would have, I would have a, a PTSD response to say the least. Uh, All right, so let me go ahead and grab this call, and there's a chance this might not work, so we'll have to roll with it. So area code, uh, I think, 614. Hello, and welcome to the show. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, my God. I wasn't sure. How are you doing this morning? (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Pulling from Australia, so it's um, light, and I'm going to bed after this. Thanks for taking my call, mate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it might be a little bit more of a delay, which will make uh, make our conversation a little more interesting, but I think it'll work. So we're talking about uh, parental, parental alienation. I was trying to read the, the, the auto auto speech thing screwed it up, so I was trying to read it the way it said it. But uh, So what's going on in your situation? No, that's exactly right. Well, um, you might remember we, uh, we had a chat a few weeks ago about um, yep. Some things going on. My, uh, I've got four kids. Um, my ex is ADD, malignant, very covert narcissistic, um, and uh, I. So my eldest son is fifteen. I always had a, a suspicion that um, he wasn't my biological son. So I recently ended up getting a DNA test. And um turns out that I'm not his biological son. Uh, and I brought that up with my ex in mediation. Um, and unfortunately, she wouldn't agree to handle it like adults. Oh, of course not. And instead, no, instead, um, the very next day I told him, um, and basically has now used that to cut me off completely. Um, and he wants nothing to do with me. So that's been a, been a pretty huge blow, man. And, um, I've been really, really struggling with it. One of the things that prompted me tonight to call in is, um, I was actually, uh, in the middle of a, pretty intense conversation with uh, with my girlfriend and um, by intense I mean I was actually breaking out with her um, oh wow but uh, there was this huge bang on my bedroom window and I looked out and there was about five teenagers down there um, and so they ran off and I jumped in my car and went for a drive and caught up to them and turns out it was my son and his mate right mucked around Trying to trying to cause trouble over here. So yeah, just feeling pretty triggered, mate. Pretty defeated. Um, yeah, it's just such a crappy situation. Yeah, I mean, I know we we talked about that before, and I mean, the problem is, I mean, you were even before that, you were having. I mean, your ex was already working on your son to. Uh, I mean, to do the parental alienation. So I'm sure I can just, I can just imagine what she, how she tried to spend that. You know, I'm sure she was like, Oh, your dad did this because 
you know, he never really, whatever, you know, you, he never cared anyways. And he just tried to prove and he, all he cares about is, you know, money or whatever. So did you get a chance whenever with that to, to talk with, with your son in that group, or did you just kind of see who it was and then just, just, I mean, did you guys have any words or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I was yelling at them. Yeah. You know, inquiring about what the hell they were doing. Um, before I realized, um, my son was amongst them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I had a bit of a conversation with him, but it wasn't pretty. He was, he was screaming at me. I ended up screaming at him. Um, it just got very heated very, very quickly. Um, and that's, that's the trouble with our dynamic as well is there's, there's so much tension there. Um, and he, he, he spews the same stuff that comes out of his mother's mouth. One of the first things yeah. he said to me was that he's going to threaten me with the cops for domestic violence. I'm just like, here we go. Um, yeah, so nothing really much has come out of it yet. Uh, other than I've had several um, angry emails. Uh, from my aunt. because of that situation or because of uh some other things mm-hmm. no because of this situation see and it's re- it, it's it's bizarre right because so what what, what should be is is that it should be that that he shouldn't be coming over trying to throw rocks through your window right i mean that's absolutely inappropriate no. and i mean and it's it, it's it's just another example of how I mean, these people, I mean, when I say these people, I'm talking about your ex are not good, good humans, right? I mean, it's like, they're not trying to, to make the situation better for anyone. They love the chaos and for them to basically turn every kid that they can against you is a victory to them. Not even thinking about, I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, I mean, not to, not to make an excuse for your son, but God, can you imagine being through this, you know, I mean, you're already going through a toxic, you know, your parents have split up, you're, they're divorced, you know, you're going through a divorce. I mean, I know there's other stuff that we've talked about offline, I won't bring up, but I mean, there's all these other things that are, you know, that you're dealing with that, I mean, all of these things that are out there. And then in the midst of it, you, you basically find out that the person you've been siding with cheated on their dad and ha- and had an you know now they're an illegitimate kid and probably don't even know who their real biological father is. So I mean it's kind of like th- that guy that kid's world has been just imploded on himself. And the sad reality is is the only person really out there who gives a damn about him and who who could actually help him through this is you. And because of your ex's si- yeah. situation, it's it's not, I mean, it's bit that, that Avenue has been destroyed. So this poor guy, and I mean, I don't, I don't mean to try to throw sympathy at your son. Cause I'm sure you're probably pretty irritated at this whole situation and you probably expected more from him, but oh, I mean, he's definitely a victim in this. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I mean, and dude, I, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, everyone can't be on their a game the entire time. And whenever you have a group of, of knuckleheads who are trying to basically vandalize your house, I mean, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Did you kind of expect that your son was in, in the middle of it? Or did you think that it was just a bunch of knucklehead kids who picked your house to, to throw stuff out? Um, I didn't expect him to be amongst them. I thought it could have been 
kids that he knows because he doesn't know a lot of um, unruly teenagers that live in the area. Right. Um, and Braden's had threats against him before from some of them. Um, uh, but, yeah, so I didn't know who it was at first. Um, jumped in my car, screamed up the road, and um, they, were, they were just around the corner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, they probably didn't think you were going to yeah, chase pretty... them. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I mean, no, I don't think they I, thought that either. I don't even, you know, I mean, the thing is, is you you need to be able to have just a one-on-one conversation with him. But as it stands now, I'm sure the ex won't allow it. And, and the kid is, I mean, he was already citing trying to be the protector for his mom. So now he's just even, you know, it's kind of like what I was talking about at the beginning of the show is you get into this mode to where you're just in the middle of the firefight. You don't even have time to really strategically think about anything because you're just trying to survive. You know, and I and I would imagine that's probably the situation he's in now. Let me ask you this, yeah, and, and you don't have to I talk. Don't know where he's at. I don't just. I mean, I, and you, if if it's not an appropriate conversation, uh, is everything going good on the rest of the side? I mean, as as good as it can, the job thing going okay. Everything else is everything else stabilized ish, or is it all not so great? Um, and you don't have to, I mean, if you don't not want to talk really. about it. I mean, they, yeah. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm pretty open. Um, yeah, I guess the people listening, I've, I also am not working due to injuries uh, from a car accident. They've been made worse by the syndrome I found out I have. So, yeah, things have just been really crazy. Um, they started paying me again. Oh, good. Still okay. Not back to work. Okay. So, yeah, the last time we spoke, the, the next okay, day you were going to have a meeting with them. So uh, that's kind of what I was. I was wondering if they had just said, "Hey, thanks yeah. for your service," and you know, go away, or if they were. So they're still taking care of you, basically. Well, kind of. Um, okay. I actually think my boss isn't aware that they're paying me. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> he hasn't been logging my unpaid sick leave. Okay. But anyway, I'm not saying anything to them for now. Right. Right. Um. But, you know, the house that I'm in has just been put up for sale and they're kicking me out. So, um, you know, it's, it's just one thing after another, mate. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get away. I've got the kids this week for the, um, we've got a two, two weeks to a holiday period at the moment. I go back to the mother's tomorrow afternoon. No, sorry, Sunday afternoon. Um, and then I've basically got two and a half weeks to myself. So um, I'm going to go away for a bit, just clear my head, try and ground myself a bit and, yeah, really, really meditate on it and then work out a plan forward because um, I just feel like I'm at the end of my pedal. Yeah. Uh, this stuff, this stuff definitely fight. wears you down. Mm. Put it this way, if the borders to New Zealand were open right now, I probably would have gone over there and said see you later for a bit um i've got family over there that i could stay with oh right that's 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 how bad it is and that's that's how drastic i feel i need to take action just to keep my head above water well you know what i mean take action is good just don't do anything drastic right i mean just just but you, you you definitely need to give yourself some time for a break so hopefully this next couple of weeks will give you that 
But I tell yeah, you what, man. Let me. Really I'll uh. I'll I'll send you a note after this. Um. Maybe we can catch up a little bit more offline. All right. Sounds good, Blaine. Appreciate that, mate. All right. Thanks for calling, man. You know, it's it's. It's like you just, a lot of times we just look for little victories, just something. And it's like, these people are so wrapped up in destruction and they don't care about anybody else. They don't even think about the damage. Like I was just talking about with, with this guy and he still considers him his son. I mean, he's raised this teenager for his entire life. He didn't know, you know, obviously he suspected um, later, and I think a lot of us have that uh, those epiphanies. Once everything starts to fall apart, we're like, "Holy, sh- holy crap!" You know, things aren't things are not how they seemed. So, and then it's it's tough to hold on to information and be tactical about, or no, strategic, not tactical about things, right? You know, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I did the same thing. There were things whenever I, I mean, when, when information would come up, the only thing, when information, let me just finish this up. When information would come up, I had a hard time of holding it back and not sharing that. Luckily, when I found out about MPD, I was far enough into it that I did not take that as an opportunity to poke her in the eye on that. So I never, I never said, I figured you out. I know what you are. You're this. Uh, cause that would have made things just worse. <clears throat> she would have, uh, turned around and tried to say it was me. All right. I do have another caller. I'm going to grab that in. Um, do I have two? So I will grab the web one. Uh, let me flip this back up. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. How, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, calling from Australia as well. Oh, wow. It's an Aussie day today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, I guess um, I was just thinking about parental alienation and, um, and then disciplining um, when the child is in your care. So um, I have quite a complex story, an ongoing family court. Okay. Um but my daughter has been gone for most of the year, so I'm no longer her primary carer um, because the NARC's been able to, uh, you know, spin the situation to the family court. So, you know, we're still waiting on those sorts of things. But now that she's returned to my care part-time, um, disciplining is a whole different oh. story. So she, yeah, like she's been... He's been putting me down to her constantly. Um, and, you know, a McDonald's ice cream turns, you know, little drama turns into a two-hour fiasco. Yeah. And dealing with that is is crazy because he's, he's saying in her ear that I'm a horrible parent and so on and so forth. I can't even discipline her the way that I would yeah. normally. Exactly. Um, I have to be mindful of, of what you know, the whole situation, it's really horrible, um, uh, to deal with, but, uh, yeah, this has been, this is a year now of, of dealing with the family court and waiting for court dates and hearings and all of that kind of stuff. Um, crazy, crazy. 
crazy well, time. Let me ask mm. you. Let me ask you a couple of questions. So, because typically this this yeah. plays out a certain way. So you say you have half time now. So when you when you see your daughter, what is the timeshare? I mean, do you is it like week on week off or or is it? Uh, I have her five nights out of a fortnight. Um, whereas prior to that, uh-huh. it was, I was her primary carer. So okay. yeah, it was are the those, complete opposite. Are those five nights consecutive? So it's like you get, you, no. you oh crap. So it's, no, so it's, it's Wednesdays a, weekly and one fortnight per, oh, sorry, one weekend per fortnight. Okay. Okay. See, that makes it yeah. a lot more calm. Cause see, typically what happens is transition days are really tough. And if all you, if the longest period you have is, you know, what Friday night and then to, to Monday or whatever, that's not a lot of time. Uh, exactly. And and I kind of had that with, see, my schedule was, uh, every Wednesday, what used to be every Wednesday and Thursday and then on alternating weekends. So I'd have two days and then I'd have what five and yeah. See what I would see, and and I and even before I used to have the dinner thing. The, what you have to do on this is like on that. It, let me ask you this: Is it every time is a nightmare, or is it just like the week whenever you have the long weekend? Uh, yeah, it's most often been the longer time. Okay. All right. So let me than the just one night. And does everything go to crap the first day? Is that where it's really tough? Literally, like she she has been in his care and it will take thirty minutes from me picking her up from school mm-hmm. to it just goes to shit. Like it just literally yep. it it took nothing for it to just go um because because she's now in his care primarily, mm-hmm. she's just being fed stuff constantly. Like her emotions are just Oh yeah. Um, yeah. She's completely it's, confused. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. So, so here, she's confused. She's he, being, fed, yeah, he, here's, here's my, this is what I would, would ask you to consider on this is you already know yeah. that your ex is, is, and you said it earlier, right? You know that he's, he's spinning this tale that you're this horrible person. And then you, you got to yeah. look at your actions as, I mean, it, it's tough because there's a balance, right? I mean, cause if they're being disrespectful and stuff like that, you know, you can't just be a doormat, but at the same time, you have to be really careful of how you respond. What, what I actually did in that situation and, exactly. and it was really weird yeah. because most people told me not to do it. They're like, you know, you need to, whenever they come back, you need to like snap, you know, it's like, nope, this is the way it is right off the bat. And I tried that and it was a complete yeah. and total train wreck. And what would happen is, is that when they would come in the door, it would be like you said it, well, a shit show. And then the entire time that I had with them would be like that. And if I was lucky, maybe the last day of that five would turn better. What I did and what I started to do is on those longer days when they were in a bad mood, I just let it go. As long as it wasn't to where they were, they were trying to poke me in the eye directly, be completely little brats to me. For the most part, I just, it was like, it was like a free time. You know, it was like, okay, you know, this is amnesty day and give them or give her your daughter some time to acclimate back in. And, and the thing is, is like I said, most people are going to tell you not to do that, but see by doing, but if you don't, you're feeding into exactly what your ex is trying to say about you. 
You know, I mean, if he's saying, oh, your mom's so, so, so strict and, and she doesn't understand you. And then your daughter gets with you and you're like, Hey, knock it off. You know, you're, you're setting down firm things in there and the kid's mind, Mm -hmm. it's, you're validating everything that the, the ex is saying. So the way you flip the script on that is you do the unexpected, right? And it's, 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 and I, and and there's a balance there, right? I mean, if your kid comes in and, and starts screaming at you, you obviously can't just let it go, but you do have to pivot your, your approach, right? Whereas in the, like, even for me in the past, if the kids would do it, I would, you know, I would go into, you know, stereotypical angry dad mode and, you know, use my, you know, my height and size and everything to put the fear of God into them which is exactly what the ex was expecting me yeah. to do, right? It was, it was validating her version of the story. And what I started to do is I'm like, look, that's inappropriate. You need to go to your room right now, right? And, and just put distance yeah. in it and do that. The other part of it is whenever you have to set down a boundary, for the love of God, give yourself an out, not to, 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 to back off of what the, what, the, what the punishment or whatever the uh, cause and effect is, but that it gives you something still left that you can do, right? Like if you guys, if you and your daughter like to whatever, make cookies or something like that, you know, have the yeah. punishment be something else, but it's like, okay, you know, your, 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 your punishment is, is whatever this is in this column, but we still get to do this. So it's like it, it, it what it is, is, is like you basically have to be the good and the bad cop in the same person. And it's really tough because we're nobody's raised that way, right? I mean, you're raised that one person is is a disciplinarian, the one other person is kind of the more nurturing, and it doesn't have to be the you know the the it it's not doesn't mean that the mom is always this and the dad is always that, but typically there's that balance, right? So when they're in trouble, then the other person, when you're all working together, can be that. So that's kind of normally how people deal with stuff, right? I mean, when I was whenever I had my kids and they were younger and they got in trouble, I would. I would be the hammer and then, you know, mom would come back around and, and try to soothe things over. I didn't realize I was being undermined at the time, but I never in a million years thought about doing the same, you know, being the same person, like being the person that says, okay, here's the punishment. And now, you know, now let's have another avenue to, to still have communication. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, just to tell you that if it's you, very, if, if you yeah, start certainly. to implement this, it doesn't work overnight, right? Because your daughter's already going to be programmed that you respond a certain way. So in her mind, she's going to play the script. Can, can I just quickly say yeah, yeah. more on that? It's exactly, it doesn't happen overnight. It is so exhausting. So you've oh dealt God, with a knock for the last eight years, and then you know that the long haul with um, unbrainwashing your children and stuff, it's just exhausting. It, it is. And I'll, and you yeah. know like it's really soul crushing stuff yeah but but let me add this because when i started to do all this yeah. stuff i had nobody giving me advice mm. well let me back up i had everyone mm. giving me advice but no one was saying what i was doing was right i had so many people telling me no you don't do, like that whole scenario of what i mapped out to you i had multiple people telling me i was absolutely wrong and i was beating my head against yeah. the wall going oh my god is this going to work and I'm here to tell you it did. It took a few months, but what, what ended up happening is, is those groundhog, I call them groundhog days where the kids would come back. Yeah. It got to the point, um, ult, you know, after maybe a, a year or so, I mean, even before that it got better, but it got to the point 
that the kids could be gone for an extended vacation with their mom, walk in the door, and it's like they never left. So it, it this stuff does mm. work. It takes time because you have to you you have to basically prove to the kids or to your child through your own actions that what they think you are isn't isn't real. Isn't it, you know maybe it was in the past, right? And I mean I had to do that. I had to have that conversation with my kids and say, look, I'm not happy and proud with how I did things before. I don't want to be that person anymore. Yeah. This is how I'm going to go forward with this. And I didn't even say that at first. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be somebody different and started doing it. I just started doing it and trying to catch myself. And if I was getting to the point where I was, you know, getting ready to lose my cool, you you pull myself mm -hmm. out of the situation. Now, I wasn't an expert in that every time. There were times that I absolutely did blow it. And, uh, and then it takes, you know, that sets things back. But, but this does work. It just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, exactly. It takes time. And I guess like the positive side, which I see is knowing that um, you are dealing with a narcissist. So it's helpful yeah. when you understand what's going on in the background. Um, oh, yeah. So when your child does return home or, you know, whatever situation is happening at the time, um, you can deal with that. So like when it was over a McDonald's ice cream and, and she just went, had a massive meltdown for like two and a half hours and ran away and all sorts of crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. um, it was helpful for me to know, you know, what's happening when she's with the other parent. Um, oh yeah. But definitely grueling and exhausting and terribly upsetting. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's shit, basically. Well, you know, and, and yeah, it, it and, is, and, yeah. and it's and it's it, like you said, it's a completely exhausting. And I'm sure you feel it's like, why do I even have to deal with this? This is crazy. I mean, why? You know, my 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 relationship with my child is being systematically destroyed. You know, you have limited. Yeah. I mean, I, in the beginning, you think you have you have limited to no options, but we really do, right? I mean, but we have to change our approach. Are now you said it's, you broke up a little bit before when you're talking. Are you getting ready to go back to court to try to get the custody back the way it was? Uh, yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so we're waiting on a final outcome. Um, I'm feeling quite um, strong about. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm feeling quite good. Um, obviously, because we're dealing with a narc, so he's just digging a hole like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm feeling good about this. It's just the time frames as well with court. Um, yeah, especially with COVID. And obviously COVID and stuff yeah. is playing a role. So um, in the meantime, a poor seven-year-old girl is, is just getting... Um, brainwashed. Emotionally abused yeah. and brainwashed in this whole time and being segregated from her family and what she knows. Um, well, and the sad part... Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of sad parts to it, but yeah. you know, we know what's happening. Your ex is trying to brainwash your kid to pick him and not pick you so that exactly. that that it'll make you know the court swing his way i mean it's i mean it's that's that's the standard operating procedure of these people so just yeah exactly and and i saw a comment before when i was watching like he literally is like game on let's yeah. go he he wrote in his affidavit uh sorry he yeah he did put in his affidavit he can't wait to show the court what he recorded her saying and cannot wait for the court to listen to watch um you know how she's been bad mouthing me and this kind of stuff you know like it's crazy they thrive off of the the, the negative energy and destroying people's lives 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's and it's hard to believe. I mean, yeah. You know. I mean, I think we 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 ultimately realize that's who we're dealing with, but it is such a it, when you're going through that, it's so hard to like, holy crap, this really is the person I was with. And the sad reality is is yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, but do you ever get to a point like just just waiting on the court judgment? If, if it's not, you know, a good outcome, I, I literally feel like I'm done. Like I I don't know how much more fight I have left. Yes, actually, that's a really great point. Yeah, and, and like I always I'll, just. Oh, I yeah. I I was I actually was starting to prepare myself that I was going to lose. And I was, uh, I even started distancing myself from the kids because everyone was telling me I wasn't going to win. And the mentality I had is I'm not going to give up until I've completely lost. And it sounds like that's where you're at. Yeah. And I was at the point that I was, I was mentally preparing myself that, okay, if I lose everything, you know, what's, how am I going to deal with it? And I was meant, I was, I was, yeah, I was absolutely preparing myself for that. So don't give up on that and don't let it defeat you, right? I mean, my take on it is if you you do, you know, you you do everything you need to do and if it doesn't work out, then at least you tried everything you could try, right? And hopefully with some of the suggestions I gave you today, you can uh, hopefully you'll start to see some some improvements and some uh uh success with that and just but yeah, I think that's so common. There was a few times where I went into that mode. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I'm done. But then you say that, but you know, they're your children at the end of the day. Like, I don't think you can ever really yeah. uh, quit, right? What, what I would do when <laughs> I would get like that, on keeping on. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah. Uh, I would, you know, sleep. I would basically kind of recharge my batteries. I went through a lot of iterations where I'm just like, well, I'm, I mean, well, I mean, I, Debbie obviously knows, but I was going to say there were times, there was a couple of times where I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I give up. Now, I didn't make any actions on that, but I was so just mm. sick of this, sick of these games, sick of the BS that I was uh, done. I mean, I was just like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm not, yeah. no. And what happened is, is I was able to get some rest and I was able to to recharge my batteries and, you know, I didn't make any rash decisions when I was in that mindset, thank God. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, look yeah, at me now, exactly. right? I mean, you know, 10 years later, I have good relationship with my kids and, uh, I didn't give up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it hasn't been easy. I mean, it's not easy, but you know, I feel good with what, uh, what, what I've been able to accomplish and, and it, but it's tough. It is tough. So don't, don't even feel bad about feeling in that mode because I think we all go through that because this is incredibly draining and most people don't understand. It's not like you have a huge support group of people who've been, you know, been there, done that, understand completely what you're going through and can give, well, some people have, but but most people don't have good good solid advice on how to deal with it. Well, spe- yeah, and specifically narcissists, you know, like yeah. it's not like even when you're talking to your lawyer or you're this or you're oh, yeah. that, you you know, it's not a general discussion that can be had. It's like, oh, well, this person's a narcissist, so you know, um, you have to play it safe and and word things right. Um, but we know what the goal is, and these people are just yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The it's, destruction yeah. is their goal. It's a whole nother level of human. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, Hey, I appreciate you calling and sharing. And I hope that, I hope some of those ideas are helpful for yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you. I was just looking at the time and realized we we're almost out of time. Guys, here's the thing. 
don't don't give up on this. And if you're feeling, see, the problem is, is is a lot of times when you're in that mode, then you start beating yourself up because you're like, well, what kind of parent would even be thinking this? You know, why would I even be? You know, they're my they're my kids. I would do anything for them. And and most people, even if even if you tried to say that, like, right, if 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 she the last caller, if she went to a normal friend and just was like, you know, I'm, I'm a wits in and I'm ready just to say, you know, F it and walk away. Most people would be like, Oh my God, how would you ever do that? You would just walk away from your kid. And without the context of really being through this, people don't understand. I completely get it. Right. And I, and I also understand how you can completely beat yourself up and feel like a horrible person because, because, you know, you're in that mode where, you're just, you're just so exhausted. It's like, how in the hell can this be the, my life? It's okay. I mean, you, you, this is the type of crap we have to deal with. You know, don't make any rash decisions, right? Anybody who's sitting there and they're feeling like they're so done, just give your, don't make a decision in that mode. Don't call your attorney and say, I'm done, you know, give them, you know, whatever. I just get this over. Just give yourself some time before you make a decision. That's one of the things I always did and it, it worked well, right? I mean, it's like mo- most of the time by the next day, I had calmed down enough where I'm like, okay, I'm back in the fight. I feel okay. And, uh, and was able to, to, you know, pick myself back up and continue on. But it's very, very common. And I, there's one other caller, but we're not going to be able to get to it. So caller, if you could just leave a message whenever this ends, uh, I, I can, tr- I was gonna say, I was going to try to pick this back up on Monday, but I'm not sure if there's going to be a Monday show. It's probably like a 70 to 80% chance that the answer is no, but sign up for the text notifications. And, um, if there is a show, I'll send out a text before it starts. Uh, also if I'm going to be able to do one, I'll schedule it the night before and make it public. So you'll see it. So if that's, if you don't see it and I'll try to do a community tab. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe so that you actually get the community tab notifications and, uh, you know, that way we'll know. So, cause Debbie and I are going to try to go out and do something this weekend or on Sunday for the birthday after the kids go back to their mom. Uh, so we'll do the things today for anybody who's just jumping in today is her birthday. So on that all right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. It's been a crazy week. Uh, hopefully, you guys got some good little nuggets of information on this. So be kind to yourself. And last thing I just want to say is thank you so much for all the channel members who have taken the time to support the channel and become a member. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. And on that, have a great rest of your day. And I definitely will see you Tuesday, if not Monday. <laughs>